Welcome back to Wandering Aimfully, the show. I'm your host, Caroline Zuck. <laughs> you are three quarters of a bottle of rosé deep and starting off the Do show. Do you think it was that obvious? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. But this is our After Dark episode number two. You didn't say who you were. I'm Jason Zook. Thank you. And I think people will know by now. And if they don't, then you'll figure it out. Some people won't. Anyway, we have some libations. So feel free to pour yourself a glass of whatever you would like. If you don't drink alcohol, that's perfectly okay. Grab some hot cocoa, grab some water, grab some lemonade. I don't know, whatever it is you want to drink. But if you do drink a little bit of the uh, the, the drinking booze, uh, pour a glass of wine. Pour a glass of tequila like I did. Pour Curl some rose up next in, to the fire. In the winter. We've got some fireplaces roaring here, which you'll see in a moment. And get ready for some random questions. Random questions. From this fun little game. And just a little disclaimer. A little disclaimer that I want to give to everybody. It goes to some adult places at times. Not that adult. Not but like, that adult. It, there no is bad some, words, but like maybe some adult activities that one might do in the So if you listen to this with your general kids nighttime around evenings. the table and you guys are just a family and you're kind of like, let's listen to some business advice from Jason and Carol. Let's do a different episode. Maybe a different skip. You just skip, skip it. Just, just skip, skip it. it. Yeah. So we go to some adult places. <laughs> but otherwise. And we are picking from these random questions. You'll we'll hear more that. about that. We'll get into that. Uh, but we hope you enjoy After Dark episode number two. And again. Pour yourself a little something, hit pause. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you're definitely going to want to tune in. And happy New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. Nice. (laughs) Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment. This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt all with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention. Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. Welcome to After Dark Numero Due. I went Italian, you went Spanish. The timer has been set. We are going to stick to a timer, but we have a very different format for this episode. Uh, we did a previous After Dark episode. If you have not listened to it or watched it, you can we think you guys liked it. Go back in and check it out. Uh, I know that one uh, Wandering Aimfully member, Sandy, said that it was a nice end to her week. She cracked open a bottle of wine, and uh, we, you know we just helped her get through the week, which I thought was amazing. I love that about her. A couple things that are going on this episode. Go ahead. First of all, the yeah. budget... For the Watch Pod set here. If you're not watching on YouTube, I would highly recommend highly this is recommend. one episode. Peek over on YouTube. Or if you're listening on the podcast and you're like, what is that subtle crackling of paper in the background? I don't think they're going to be able to hear that oh, on okay. these mics. But if they do, that's awesome. But if you look over my shoulder, I've got a crackling fire. If you look over Caroline's shoulder, crackling fire number two. <laughs> these are... <laughs> Both of the iPads. We're only supposed to have one iPad, but we still we're have selling two at the, the other one. It's fine. Uh, they are being held up with command hooks on the wall, and they have that's the how we do Fireplace 4K app <laughs> currently running on both of them with the crackle sound effects on. And I am not going to lie to you; they're giving me a vibe right now. I mean, this is exactly I what recommend. I envisioned it would look like. Yours looks really good; like it kind of looks like a miniature fireplace. It doesn't. Mine looks like the tiniest <laughs> little baby fireplace ever. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. It's kind of fun. Put the smaller one behind me and I the bigger I had one less behind room. you. I thought I had less well, room. Well, you, you were wrong. But you know what? Now I just think it's really funny. But isn't funny. it giving you like a vibe? Uh, not really. No. Oh, it's, it's giving me one. Yeah. Can you see mine? It's probably I the vibe of the rosé. 
That also is giving me a vibe. As always with our After Dark episode, uh, this is the second one, so it's kind of not always than as always. But anyway. Uh, Twice always. Grab a drink. Pour yourself something nice if that's something you partake in. A if not, grab some water or some, some bubbly water or some other type of fluid that you drink. And, uh, and, you know, fill up your cup and sit back and relax and have some fun. The direction of this episode is going to be very random. I had a quick aside. Oh, okay. Which is that I'm drinking rosé, which I'm f- just very well aware is a summertime trendy beverage. Right. Turns out, like, red wine has been hurting my tummy lately. Your tummy? My tummy. <laughs> so I've been drinking rosé as a, as a sort of aside to regular white wine, and I've been enjoying it. Also, you may have noticed, we completely didn't acknowledge them yet, we have some Christmas uh, holiday sweaters Tell rocking. Tell everybody about yours. This is Majestic the Llama. And again, if you're not watching on so YouTube, majestic. you are missing out. He is Majestic, and also he is very, very free. He has a scarf, which I absolutely love. He has a scarf. And you have- I know. You two have, sloths. Two sloths. Cedric and- And the entertainer. <laughs> Celeste. Celeste? Celeste. Cedric and Celeste. Yeah, they're brother and, and sister. They are both climbing this Christmas tree. Very dangerous of them. But they're doing it. They're being so rambunctious. Again, right if you're not watching on YouTube, I just would highly recommend you gotta <laughs> flip over just to see all this nonsense. Then you can go back to the podcast. All right, we've acknowledged all the things. Tell them about this. This is a game I'm holding in my hand here. If you're not watching, is a game called Open Up. This is actually created by a company that's uh, was a sponsor of my Irie shirt business way back in the day uh, called Wiggity Bang Games. They're actually out of San Diego. We need to meet up with these people. I know we've what? said this multiple times. Super creative people. They made the very popular game Quelf, which was uh, very, very popular. They Highly sold that game. Very, very fun. fun. Open up is fun because you open up this little canister, and inside are all of these icebreaker questions. And essentially, the rules of the game are a game of awkward questions, embarrassing moments, and inappropriate stories. Great. For adults. Great. And all you do is just you pull out uh, one of these little I told you sticks. I remember some stuff being dirty. It's you just for out, adults. It's after dark. It is after all right. dark. So, ladies first, and I'm feel free now. to answer these questions at home, or if you have a favorite, you can leave a comment with which Guys, one you Guys, I'm loved. so scared. It said embarrassing moments. I'm so scared. Okay. First question. Ooh, would you rather be told you're smart or attractive? Mm. Do I care about vanity or not? Well, it, are both people going to answer, or is just the other person going to answer? No, I think you both answer. Okay, cool. What do you think? I'm going to just be straight up honest, because I've had... Two of the three fingers of great. tequila that are in great, here. Great, great, great. Attractive. You'd rather be told you're attractive. Yeah. Here's what's funny. I'd rather be told I'm smart. I think that's a male-female thing. Ooh, possibly. I can always get smart, right? Here's... Isn't there a Steve Carell movie Do you want to know the, you know the actual honesty? Yeah, sure. I feel like if you're even the, the least bit attractive on the objective scale as a female, mm-hmm. you don't need to hear that. Mm. You actually, it's it's a detraction from, like, I always kind of felt like, like, I don't think I'm like a a 10 <laughs> by any means. But like. Maybe you're a 10 in my eyes. No, but like, if you are remotely attractive, I feel like people underestimate your intelligence a lot. Oh, okay. And I'm sure it works the other I way. I just want to be told I'm pretty. <laughs> I just want to be told I'm smart. Okay. Okay. That was silly and easy. That was good. All right. If you'd been, these have stars on them as well. I don't know what that means. If you'd like been raised, level? yeah. If you'd yeah. been raised in a different religion, whoa, do you think you'd be a different person? <laughs> Careful on the splashies there, rose splashies. I'm just wiping. <laughs> I don't because. Were well, you don't... were you raised in a religious household? I wasn't 
wasn't raised in a particularly religious household. We were what you would call like holiday Christians. Yeah. You go Easter, yeah. you go Christmas. There was a period of time where we went like with my dad, I think. But here's the thing. I kind of found my own way to exploring Christianity in my high school years. And ultimately, and I found a lot of value in that in high school. Ultimately, I have developed my own spirituality kind of beliefs. I don't, I would say I'm agnostic. God is a mist that covers the earth. That's what you think. I hadn't thought of that, (laughs) but I like that. No. Okay. Here, do you want to hear my actual spiritual like belief as of right now in the end of 2018? Go. Make it succinct. Succinct. I believe that there is some sort of what you would call divine presence uh-huh. that, but I view it through the lens of kind of individualism, which I think our soul, like our most core soul without whatever society or the world or the second we arrive here and people suddenly perceive us as something. Again, succinct. I think that our soul is a is a piece of like divinity. So like I see our most innermost self as connected to the divine, if that makes sense. Cool. So I think in the most distinct way possible, I think God, as you would describe it, lives in all of us. It's a mist that covers the earth. God to me is just pure love and origin. And so I think of your soul as your origin. I've had too much real estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I did not. I grew up in a somewhat religious household. Yeah. I I turned against that quickly. I just, it, I mean, even just from being a kid. Well, you hate rules. And like religion is nothing if not rules. 100% rules. So I don't think I'd be a different person at all. But then again, it's really hard to tell because if I've been raised in a different religion, like I don't know if I've been raised in Buddhism, like maybe I'd be a different person. Maybe I wouldn't be as OCD. Maybe I'd be a lot more calm, although I think I'm pretty calm as Mm. it is. Um, Like maybe a different religion would have resonated with you on a different level. And also my definition of religion, if everyone wants to know, I don't care. You hate religion. I hate's a strong word. I don't care. I'm completely ambivalent to it. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't hold any. You're like an ultimate like realist. You're just like, I'm here now. But if you want to believe in that thing, you go right ahead, whatever it. it is. But for me, just don't care. And that's okay to each their own, right? I think religion. We're done. Next question. I think spirituality is mystery. And I'm very comfortable with ambig- ambiguity and mystery. And you're not. No, I like practicality and realism. Right. Well, there is a little rules thing in here. Oh, I think that's cares? what this is. I also was going to make this joke, which when I said religion is nothing if not rules. And then I thought to myself, no rules, just right. And then I thought religion. And then on the other end of the spectrum, Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. All right. If you had three months to train, would you swim the English Channel? No. That's stupid. I really don't like swimming. <laughs> I also, It's probably just because I'm not good at it. And here's my response. Get up off like... Doing extreme, extreme physical acts of physicality yeah, in order you. to get attention. Maybe get it's not attention. It. Maybe it's just for you. It didn't say for like to be I in don't a know. TV I show. Think anyone who goes to the extreme so that they need to be like in the Guinness Book of World Records or they're the most this or they're the most that. I think there's a little bit of ego involved. Otherwise, well, why I wouldn't think, you just like swim I think there's a little bit of ego a thousand days straight needed to do those things. Yeah. Like, and what's the point of have, ego? To have an id. Freudian jokes. Let's move on. Neither of us are swimming. (laughs) Who in the room uses the word um the most? Who uses it the least? Only two of us. This could get (laughs) 
Harry. Well, I don't think either of us use um, but I think I use like much more than you do. You definitely use like more than I do. I think I say um a decent amount, but not in an off-putting amount. I think that years and years of being on live video or being interviewed, you are very good at cutting out the Yeah, but words. even still, I, I mean, I edit this show and I know Oh, that then you probably know the most. I actually know that the thing that we say the most is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But we think a lot of things. We do. And we like to use that as a qualifier because also, I don't like absolutes. Here's what. No. <laughs> wow. If you're not watching, I just got physically abused. <laughs> the reason that we say I think a lot is because I, you know what I don't like is that here's a pet peeve of mine is when people say their opinion as truth. Yeah. I, and I understand the whole writing technique of like, actually, could you remove I right. think to make it more powerful? And right. you could. I like saying I think because I like to remind people it's just my perspective. And guess what? I don't want you to think that I'm telling you that my perspective is the right or wrong way. You're up next. Okay. This is fun. I hope you guys are having fun with this. If you're not having fun, don't tell me. <laughs> just I'm keep fun. watching. Okay. Also, getting close to being done with this tequila that you said was too much. I... That hit me quickly. Oh, the yeah. You're feeling it? I was like, about, I was like, babe. About half a mug ago. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of rosé. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, um, this one's fun. This one's fun. Okay. What would you do if you suddenly found yourself unemployed but modestly wealthy? Huh. This That's... is a very telling question. Unemployed but modestly wealthy. First of all, it's a little bit because, like, right. we own our business. Like, what if you couldn't do the business? Right. Unemployed but modestly wealthy. So money wasn't an issue? What would you do? Hmm. I know my answer. Go ahead. Paint all day. You would just be a painter? I would paint all day. So I think I would travel a little bit more and potentially try to find people to invest in. Oh. Yeah. A Greg Hartle of sorts. Our friend Greg Hartle is, he did a crazy project where he did something very similar to this, but. Um, He's very smart and very wonderful. Because I would also look at it as like, I don't want to create another job for myself. So I would try and basically like leech off of other people's ideas. Great. Yeah. Love it. I just think that'd be the way. Yeah, that'd be neat. If you could detach one of your body parts each night when you went to bed, <laughs> which would you choose? Just one? Just one. I know. Okay. My hands your wrists you only get to do one because guys here's a fun fact about which wrist is it is the worst this one that's your left hand i do this thing which is i'm an anxious person that's fine but when i sleep i don't know i'm doing it i sleep like this like a dog (laughs) like our dog does this and it's it's a i i've heard scientifically it's like a protection thing like you fold in your arms as like a way of protecting yourself and i sleep like that and I have wrist problems because of it. But what's weird is you don't have dreams about like bad things or you don't think like I do. Like I think about house and home invasion like every single night. No, I have great dreams. But I, love I, don't, my sleep, dreams. I don't sleep in like dog folding. Yeah, hands. but I think it's like a subconscious anxiety thing that happens. I think I would detach my butt. Why? I don't know. I don't have <laughs> anything else that I would detach. Just for the moment when you get to take off your butt. Just take off my butt. <laughs> I'm going hey, to bed. Babe, 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 babe. Close your eyes and take off take my it. butt. <laughs> Uh, Babe, can you take off my butt tonight? No, I don't want to take off my butt. Will you help me take off my butt? <laughs> okay, go. Yep. Is it me? Yeah. Okay. Don't pull out the instructions. Let's we'll turn that for everybody. So I don't have to watch that nonsense. <laughs> Sometimes they really hit you. Okay. 
Have you ever gotten so lost you thought you might not find your way back? And I, in a specific scenario, comes to mind. I don't know if this is metaphorical or physical. Do you remember? Were you with me when we were at the Joshua Tree camping trip? We were in the desert. We were doing the painting thing with Dave. Uh-huh. And I had to go to the bathroom. No, you weren't. I was I by was, myself. Whoa, silly question. I was by myself. And I had to go to the bathroom, and someone told me, go blah, 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 this way and this way to get back to a bathroom. And I got lost. And I was like, I'm going to be in the desert by myself forever. Wow. You're okay. You made it. It was kind of scary. I've never felt that way out and about anywhere. I don't, not that I can remember. Out and about. Out and about. Um, but I will say in 2013, I felt really lost when it came to business stuff. That's why I said metaphorical. Yeah. And I didn't know that I would ever find like my next thing. Yeah. So. Okay. But I made it through. You got it out of that. Wait, isn't, don't you have an article that's like what to do if you're feeling lost? Yeah. Google but it doesn't that. have anything to do with getting out of Joshua Tree. <laughs> cool. Three-star question. <gasps> have you ever had a one-night stand? Yeah. Have you? All the way one-night stand? What does that mean? Like you never talk to them again ever? No, no, no. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought we were talking about. Don't answer it like that. <laughs> You're my one and only. I know, but to me, a one-night stand that means you. All the way? Yes. And you answer with an emphatic, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Turn off everything. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? I don't think I've ever had just a one. Well, not an all the way one night stand. I've never had an all the way one night stand. Really? Mm-mm. Are you sure? 100%. I know that I've had not all the way one night stands. Ugh. I should have had more one night stands, to be honest. All the way? You should have had more all the way one night stands? Honestly, 100% truthful. We met when I was 21 years old. I'm also, like, also, let's just be honest. Like, sex is such a weird thing in society. I like, know. Why is it? I was why thinking, is it bad? I was thinking this today. Why is it so shamed? Well, why is it so? Maybe your decision to go all the way, like, with only one night of knowing someone. I see, mean, let's be honest. No, I wish I would have done it more, <laughs> and I wish I would have like owned it. You know what I mean? Cool. But like in college, everyone's like, oh, like I don't know. You're so concerned with at least. My friend group was, what's your number? How many people? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. And you, you're afraid of judgment. And I wish I like, would have just been like, I don't care about my number. Do you wear like the scarlet letter? Next question. As long as you're safe. But yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Really? Never? Don't think so. Not in all the way. I'm a real trusty guy. Need it. All right. We'll table that for later discussion. <laughs> That's after After Dark. Oh, this is a good one. You said that on the last one. They're all good. Okay. Wiggity bang games. They're all good. Do humans have the right to use animals in any way they need? Ooh, this is interesting because we made the shift to veganism uh, almost two years ago now. In no. any way they need? Define need. Yeah. I just, I feel like the morality of eating animals for us is just one of those things that's like, because we don't absolutely need this from a dietary perspective. And again, like, we're never going to know 1,000% if, like, your genetic makeup needs it and my genetic makeup doesn't. Like, it's just we don't even have the access to know those things right now. But I just think from well, all, all of the things that we know, like, it's not necessary. And I don't know. I just I feel like as I've gotten older, like, I loved zoos when I was a kid. Like, I loved them. But animals don't need to be in cages for our entertainment. Here's the thing that I feel. I don't you. I know you didn't see this on Twitter, but I think somebody tweeted recently. It was a video of a baby pig being having a bath and it was 
you could see the expression on their face that they loved. Yeah. And it was somebody being like, this is your annual reminder that the thing that you like to eat for breakfast loves an, a gentle, warm bath. And it was a really <laughs> gentle stream of warm water. And the, and the pig was like smiling. Yeah. And it was the cutest thing ever. And it, for us, it's just like these animals have emotions and they clearly have feelings and they clearly emote. And it's like the documentaries you watch about the killer whales who the, the mother separated from its baby will whine and cry and make noises that it's never made before because it's separated from its baby. This is going to a dark place. Well, it's just to me, it's like to just because it doesn't speak our language doesn't mean that they're not emoting. Are you are you OK? I mean, I just think it's like not that I don't well, want to get into true. deep stuff, but yeah, I know. OK. But I think we both agree. All right, I'll shut it down. The answer is no. The answer is no. The answer is no. Have you ever, well, this is a great transition, gone skinny dipping? Yeah. I've never gone skinny dipping. Why am I like the <laughs> like adventurous, promiscuous one? No, I actually was given skinny dipping unrelated to like male uh, admirers. I went uh brit's bachelorette which was just a bunch of women oh, at a yeah. house yeah and we were in you're all like let's get naked. north florida or south georgia and we were all and it was on a, a beach house and we were like let's just has anybody and i'm sure there were people who had never been skinny dipping yeah. and i would not recommend recommend doing that in the dark it's not safe not but that i feel that. like a bathing suit protects my uh nether bits. regions and bits from like sure i don't know stuff but like, like what stuff like uh, like uh, like animals and things like, <laughs> okay. you know, like just in there. Mosquitoes? No, like oh, okay. leeches and like all kinds of weird in algae. Water? I don't know. Uh, next question. All right, this is supposed to be yours, but you're drinking. How many repeat listenings is enough to make you hate any A song. song? It doesn't take much for me. No. A Ten. The exception is the Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah. To that many, many I times. really think it depends on the type of music because mm-hmm. some songs it's like two listens and I just I'm done. But yeah. Some songs like I could listen to a song 300 times and never be tired of it. Yeah. Like I'd listen to the Daft Punk, um, uh, what is that movie? Tron Legacy soundtrack. soundtrack. It's my most listened to thing because Spotify just told me at the end of the year. Yeah. I never tire of that music ever. I forget the band, but that's spirit- Nickelback. Creed? It's Creed? Creed? It's actually, I think it's Creed. No, it's the song Spirit Cold. Oh, I have no idea what this is. Tall Heights. That's what the band's called. Oh, yeah. That song, for whatever reason, it's the combination to... of lyrics and sounds and feelings. I can listen to it. I've listened to it probably. Maybe it touches your inner mist that covers the earth. My spirituality. Yeah. All right. Next. Maybe 50 times. I don't know how many of these we're going to try and get to. I'll how, be curious to see. We have just a couple minutes remaining here. Okay. Have you ever out. covered up a mistake at work and gotten away with it? I mean, probably. I mean, we. it's years ago. But yeah. that's, I, I'm choosing on Yeah, one. that's We don't know. One. Guys, don't cover up your mistakes at work. Own up to it. If you discovered that a coworker who desperately needed money had stolen some from work, what would you do? Ew. Oh, I don't know. Desperately that's a, needed money? It's a tough one. Mm, my moral compass is like, ew. Yeah, for me, desperately needed money, I'd be like, man, whatever. Stealing from the company. Maybe whatever. Do you remember when I, this is very uh, off topic, but kind of related, when I gave someone a yeah. big chunk of money. I know exactly who that is. And never got it back. I know. Yeah. That was a okay. I think about that randomly. I think. Mm, Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> this is a good one for the two the of us. the person needs it more than the company. This is a good one for the what? two of us. 
Which person but you can't steal. Ugh. in the room what? do you think has the kinkiest sex life <laughs> in the room? <laughs> uh, Considering the one-night stander over there, the skinny <laughs> dipping one-night stander. Do you think you have a physical type? This is funny because before you met me, wouldn't you say it was probably blonde? No. Oh. No, it always ranged. I definitely don't have a type. I think if I... I think I have a natural attraction. I think I have a natural attraction to to blonde women. Why do you think? It's I think it's a societal ingrained. Like these are beautiful. These are like I just think I see blonde women first, which is such a messed up thing. But I actually I work on it. Like yeah, yeah, I'll one hundred percent. I will see like a attractive blonde woman, and I'll be like, do I actually think she's attractive? Like or is that? I know, but the real question is like, do I have a type? I don't think I do. The real question is like, I though, like women of all shapes and we, sizes. I know, but why do we? I also like some men of shapes and sizes. I know. Give me so a good I. Ryan. I could. There's a lot of Ryans I could tangle with. I've been learning with. a lot about this whole like sexuality spectrum lately, and I'm yeah. like, you're, this you're, is a real question. You're like Wait, Dax Shepard. This is a, you're one hair. I'm one hair <laughs> heterosexual more yeah. than I am homosexual. But I'm like, this is a real question. Do you think that? Your attraction to the opposite sex is because it was ingrained in you. That that's the way that it's supposed to be, or do no, you think? No, for me, it's just for me, it's one hundred percent natural. I think because like I look at a another man, and I've looked in many other men throughout the years. Never once have I been like hmm. sexually aroused. Yeah, I get that. I not even not even sexually aroused. Just not. I've never even been like, hmm, I could, I could look at that person for long. You know, like and, I don't know. That's how I feel about Blake Lively. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm that like, I feel the same way I about Blake Lively. Longer. She's blonde. No, All right, but I we're getting close to the end. I know, here. I know. but I sometimes think to myself like I think it's a hundred percent natural because I'm like I yeah. get excited by you or the opposite sex. You know, just a tall balding man really like, really does it. For but you. sometimes I'm like I don't know. Yeah, if the world would be different, I don't know. You have invented a machine that produces one item free in any quantity. What does your machine give out? Whoa. One item One item free. free. Man. Dollar bills. I would almost <laughs> say money just so I could give it away. Like That'd constantly. Be cool. In any quantity. Yeah. Or what else do you need? A lot of food. Food. Mm, like gourmet vegan meals. Netflix subscriptions. I could just no. be giving away. Okay, you go. Final question. I want to do this longer. This is so fun. I know the time. That's what we're going to have after dark. Number three. Reveal something about yourself that no other person knows. On YouTube that will be categorized (laughs) forever. Something about yourself the other person doesn't know. This is tough. We know a lot of things about each other. You don't know about me? It's reveal something about yourself that you don't know about me. Hello. Saved by the bell, huh? No, I want to do one more. No, no, that's it. That's the last question. Nope. One more. Wow. We're, we're skipping over the something the person doesn't know. Which person in the room would be the most likely to be the subject of a reality show? And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for playing Open Up After Dark. Wait, Dark. don't you think it was you? Yeah, 100%. Oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's totally me. Because you think it would just be me in a robe on my perch. I also think I was propositioned for this many times over already, so... Sounds like a sexual this does sound one night sexual standing. All right, everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed After Dark episode number two. I was getting Racy, my phone out because Racy, it's Racy. time for... What good to fee? What good to fee? You are really going to have to work on the audio on this. Why? 
I've just been very erratic on the mic. That's nah, fine. All right. Uh, th- because it's a holiday episode, we are recording this right before Christmas. This is going to come out Christmas Eve. Yep. So this is going to come out. So if you listen to it afterwards, that's fine. Hope you enjoyed the sweaters, and I hope you enjoyed the game. And I hope also, you whatever you celebrate. Our libations. Hanukkah, anything. You're going to finish it? Not finish. I just want to take a picture. What kind sip. of tequila are you drinking? This week, I Googled for you, Caroline, and everybody else. The meaning of my name. Some Christmas tree facts. <gasps> Love it. So this is less of a, what's the origin of the Christmas tree? I could have looked that up. I thought that was kind of boring. Okay. In which case, I'm just going to give you some numbers facts. or some things. And, and you I can have to guess the number. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. There are approximately blank number of real Christmas trees sold in the U.S. every year. By the way, in case you want to check these facts, this is National Christmas Tree Association. I got these from. What's your guess? In the U.S. every year. 40 million. 25 to 30 million trees sold. So that's like. Do you know what this is reminding me of? That game. I wonder how many households. What's that game called? Yours? What's that game called? I don't know. What are you doing that for? Remember the one thing where you guessed the numbers? Family Feud. Next <laughs> up, there are close to blank. Real Christmas trees currently growing in Christmas tree farms in the U.S. alone. 100 million. 350 million. Wow. Well, yeah, because some of them are babies. North American real Christmas trees are grown in all 50 states in Canada. What percent of artificial trees worldwide are manufactured in China? Ooh. What percent of what? What percent of artificial... Trees worldwide are manufactured in it's China. It's weird that they would start that question with how many real trees are growing. I know that is really unnecessary. <laughs> anyway. Okay. What percent of all artificial trees are made in China? Are made in China. 65%. 80%. Oh, Not no, surprised. Guys? L.L. Bean, come on. I don't know. This <laughs> all right. Uh, there's nothing to guess here. Just real trees are renewable, recyclable resource. Artificial trees contain non-biogradable plastics and possible metal toxins such as lead. Get you a real tree because they're uh, they're very renewable resource. Uh, <laughs> there are more than cool waiter blank local Christmas tree recycling programs throughout the U.S. There how are many, more. I'm sorry. How many recycling programs throughout the U.S. for Christmas trees? Uh, a million. Four thousand. I would have thought it would have been a lot more. Wow. Okay. For every real Christmas tree harvested, how many are planted the following spring? Four. One to three. I was very close. You were. All right. Last one. Uh, Let's see here. It can take as many as blank years to grow a tree of typical height, six to seven feet. How many years? Twelve. Fifteen years. (gasps) Wow. Fifteen years. That tree we have in our house, it took, they started growing that thing in 2003. That's cute. Here's a real thing. We, one year... Thought about getting an artificial tree because we, we thought it would be. We actually were curious what is better for the environment. What's better for the environment? We thought, oh, we'll use this for 15 years. It'll be great. Turns out, because mm-hmm. of the resources needed to manufacture, and then the fact the that artificial it's not trees, biodegradable, most of them. It people have done studies. It's uh, natural trees, and so we get very, a natural tree every year. It's a very renewable resource. It's very renewable, and you get resource. to support a local business if you buy them from a local uh, like tree farmer, like we do, which is fun. All right, everybody. This and you don't been, eat it. And okay, uh, and you don't eat it. So good job, <laughs> so everybody. So I just need not to worry about like pesticides. And yeah, stuff. but you don't eat it. So you don't eat it. You don't eat it. <laughs>
<laughs> That'll conclude this episode of Wandering Aimfully, the show after dark number two. We like you a lot. We really hope that fireplace number one and number two really brought you some joy in your life. Again, if you watched or didn't watch this episode, we highly recommend you at least take a peek because Majestic the Llama, he's just a majestic creature. Also, Cedric and Celeste, say hello. We hope you have a wonderful holiday, depending on what holiday you celebrate. Maybe it's already passed. Maybe it's currently going on. Maybe it's in the future. Uh, but if you celebrate Christmas, we hope you have a great time. You stay safe. You have a fun a new year and all of those things. And we welcome 2019. And we thank you for watching another episode. Feel free to wear your sweater, take a photo of it, send a photo of it to us, and we'll just laugh at it and enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Bye.